we ready? Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Sorry for the Podcast. It's uh, It's been a while. A lot has happened in between the last episodes. I plan on making a vlog about it uh, at some point. I've been planning. I know I've been slacking on the vlog and the podcast, but a lot has happened. So, I mean, I've still been putting out content, but it's been a lot of TikToks and things like that. It's just skits and stuff, stuff that I can kind of shoot, you know, quick and on the go or whatever. So I'm going to try to keep this podcast short. Stop the cap. <laughs> Stop the cap right now. Stop the cap. I saw this video, Gary Vee, the other day talking about, you know, starting the 122nd podcast. And I mean, I know I'm not about to do that because I'm probably already coming up on 120 seconds literally right now but <laughs> I, it just gave me the idea to maybe kind of condense uh, the episodes a little bit instead of you know going on for an hour or something like that so anyway I'm just going to probably hit a few topics and then you know that'll be it I'll kind of try that try like shorter episodes maybe I can get them out more frequently and I can just kind of do them uh, you know spur of the moment like this so anyway oh and um, before I get started you know, check us out on YouTube. <laughs> um, shameless plug. Yeah, hit, uh, we're on YouTube. We're on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, all of them, man. Like, so yeah, uh, go subscribe um, to the podcast on these platforms. I'm going to try to, you know, get into this more, um, see how this goes. So anyway, I'm going to do some movie stuff because I know recently Zack Snyder's Justice League came out and I have not seen it yet. I don't really want to subscribe to HBO Max, so... I don't really know when I'll watch it, but I'll try to watch it soon. And then, um, maybe I'll, I'll, maybe I'll just do it or whatever, but I'll, I'll try to watch it before the next episode and then kind of, you know, follow up. But I did want to do a unpopular opinion time because I did want to say I haven't seen justice league yet or the Snyder cut. I didn't, I didn't see the, uh, was it Josh Whedon or whatever? Or Joss. I don't, <laughs> but I didn't see, uh, I didn't see that one, so I feel kind of probably fortunate because my experience seeing Justice League for the first time will probably be drastically different. It'll probably be a much more positive one than had I seen the Whedon cut. Um, but my popular opinion, I I am actually a fan of BVS. I know I consider myself a cinephile, and to most people that would probably be like an oxymoron like that's not possible you can't you know call yourself a cinephile and say that bbs is a good film but <clears throat> i don't believe there's rules to this so and I, I just don't take these superhero movies that serious like you know what i mean like whether it's marvel dc whatever like i take these films for what they are they're just pure entertainment like it's nothing really like too serious. I mean, I know a lot of these films, you know, a lot, especially on the DC side, they try to explore deeper themes and metaphors and things like that, but they're still blockbuster films. So, um, so that's kind of the headspace I'm in when I watch these, uh, I did see BBS in theaters and even though I enjoyed the theatrical cut, the ultimate edition, uh, is definitely like what, um, they should have shown in theaters. It probably would have been way more well received because I know some people think maybe extra 30 minutes wouldn't really help, but it does. Cause I saw the, I saw it in theaters and the ultimate edition. Definitely. Like I, I would not even watch the theatrical cut like ever. <laughs> I mean, there's just no point. Like you might as well just watch the ultimate edition, but I, I don't know. I just, 
I just don't, I don't really see what's so wrong with it. Like, I, I just think, I mean, I guess my point is like, I don't see what could be more wrong with it than anything else. Like, I just don't really get, I mean, and maybe, maybe because it doesn't really have like a traditional three act structure or whatever, there is like a lot that goes on and it pretty much kind of feels some, probably sometimes feels like it's going to end. And then like, has like multiple endings, like didn't know one of the Lord of the Rings movies do that or something like <laughs> it felt like it was going to end like over and over and it didn't or something. I don't know. Someone made a joke like that or something, I think. But anyway, I, you know, I don't know. Like I said, I don't take these, uh, these characters and these films that serious. I mean, I do read comics and things like that, but I I got the same feeling watching BVS as I did watching the Avengers. Like it was just cool. Really, really, really cool to see all these characters on the screen at one time. I mean, we live in an era where that's actually possible. Like when I, when I was growing up and I'm only 30, like I was born in 90. So imagine someone old, literally older than me, like 40 and up, like this is like the, these films now, like Marvel and DC, all these things we're getting. I mean, it's so unimaginable, like, you know, that all of this would happen. So to me, that's kind of the, how I'm looking at it. Like, it's just like, I feel fortunate to even be able to be alive at a point in time where we can actually see this come to life on screen because it previously was thought like impossible. So I don't know. I, I just didn't really see. I mean, I I guess like, you know, connecting the films off of Man of Steel could be a little, uh, you know, shaky, I guess. But I mean, I don't know. It's it's not any different than like what a comic book would do. Like, I don't, I don't know. I just don't get it. And the whole Martha thing, like, I mean, come on, man. Anyone watching that movie knows that's not literally like just because he said the name and it's the same name, like of their moms. Like it's not, I don't know, man. I mean, come on. It's, I just don't, I don't get it. I just feel like, you know, some, some part of me feels like some of DC's issues, like they do have a lot of issues, obviously. I mean, nothing's perfect. But I do think the fact that Marvel just beat them to this whole thing first, really, anyway, I think that that's always going to be something that looms over until I guess they just correct it with their films. I mean, I just saw today they're not continuing with Snyder anymore. So and there's a lot of people mad about that. I saw Restore the Snyder versus trending, but I don't know. I mean, it honestly could be good if they start from scratch. I mean, I know a lot of people won't like that, but maybe if they do start off uh, on the right foot this time, I mean, you know, I don't know. I, I said we give it a chance. I mean, okay, so I'm back picking up where I left off. My phone uh, ran out of storage. Uh, I, I'm normally good about <laughs> backing things up so that when I film or record things. I don't have to worry about space, but, uh, it's one of those times that you forget. I'm sure any filmmaker, or, you know, content creators <clears throat> feels that pain when you're in the middle of recording and, you know, that happens. So I had finished the episode and everything and it didn't record any of it. Um, I only got like the first half. So anyway, this is like the next day. So for the people viewing this on YouTube, I'm in a completely different shirt. So, <laughs> but anyway, basically to pick up where I left off, I was talking about, um, I saw the hashtags like restore the Snyderverse and 
the Ayer cut was trending as well from uh, Suicide Squad because, you know, um, that movie had a lot of issues uh, with, you know, interference and different things like that. But they did come out and say that they were definitely not um, going to bend to uh, the fans' calls for, you know, continuing on with that. So I don't know. Like I, what I was saying originally is, I mean, honestly, it might work out. I mean, I, you know, they went sort of, you know, they dived in with Snyder. And so I was buying it like I was into it. <clears throat> I would like to see it play out. Um, but at the same time, to be honest, I don't really think they should have handed over the keys to Zack Snyder in the first place. I really think that it might work out better um, in the long run. It's just right now they'll probably have to just deal with it. But, you know, like I said, as much as I mean, you know, I'm in the minority because I enjoyed BBS. Um, like I said, I would love to see it play out myself. But I mean, at the same time, you know, they did sort of just patch things together in a way. So even though, you know, I don't completely dislike it or anything, like it probably would, will work out in the long run, as long as I guess they actually care. But I mean, you know, I, I see online a lot of, a lot of people, you know, say Warner doesn't care about, you know, the fans or these properties and these characters. So I don't know. We'll see. We might get even more messy films. So, I mean, uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, I mean, I'm at least interested to see the Batman with Robert Pattinson. I think that that will be good. So, I mean, DC does have some exciting stuff coming. So, I mean, you know, like I said, we'll see what happens. I uh, like, I mean, like I said, I don't know. I know I'm in the minority. I just don't really see the big issue. <laughs> I mean, I know Zack Snyder isn't the greatest. I'm not his biggest fan. He's kind of in the same group as like Michael Bay to me. Like I feel like Zack Snyder's kind of like a like just like a like just above maybe Mike. Like I don't know. <laughs> I I want to say that because I feel like they both have a you know love for visuals and big epic scale action things going on. But I feel like Zach maybe dives a little bit deeper sometimes where Michael Bay's films are just kind of, you know, very one-dimensional, just action blockbuster type stuff. So I don't know. But it, to me, they're kind of in that same, you know, I mean, I, I really liked his Dawn of the Dead remake, but I think that's probably about the best thing. I feel like that's the most grounded movie he's made in a way. I feel like every other movie has just been some super like huge CGI fest or something. Which, I mean, isn't inherently bad. I'm not elitist about CGI versus practical and all that. I mean, the only reason that's a debate in the first place is because you don't notice good CGI. So, <laughs> And even Mad Max Fury Road, which is like one of the biggest examples that people love to use for like why practical filmmaking is better. Their CGI in that film, you just can't, it's so, it's good that it's indistinguishable. So, I mean... That's the only reason that's a debate. I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm not going to, that's, that's a topic for another podcast episode. Um, but I, I'm not elitist about that. I mean, they all, there's pros and cons to everything. So I guess, uh, basically I'll just move on from that because <laughs> I haven't seen Justice League yet. So maybe I'll watch it in between episodes. I don't know. Um, because I don't know how else. I mean, I'd have to get an HBO max subscription. And like I said earlier, I, I just, uh, I'm not really big on 
getting a whole bunch of subscriptions. I'm not really subscribed to any of them right now, so I just don't really see a reason. I mean, Justice League, like, I want to see it, but I don't know if I'm really, like, that excited to see it that I want to get an HBO. I mean, I was hoping they'd do a free trial, but I guess they're not doing that, so... <laughs> Cause I was just gonna do the free trial and then watch it and then be done, you know, kind of like you, like we all do with the Mandalorian, right? Like who keeps Disney Plus after the, you know? <laughs> I mean, I know there's a bunch of people. I'm just joking, but I, I didn't really keep Disney Plus after watching the Mandalorian. So speaking of that, I'm I didn't even realize I brought that up, and I'm wearing a shirt. I kind of wanted to uh, just move on to the next thing because I don't really know what else I could really say. <laughs> I wanted to give a few movie recommendations because I know there's a lot of places still on lockdown and quarantine and all that. And even if you're not, you know, in an area that's, you know, super restricted right now, maybe you're just bored in the house or something, you know, bored in the house, bored in the house, bored. Anyway, I wanted to, I'll just probably give like three. Um, I had a couple more written down, but just for condensing purposes and a few of them I can maybe sprinkle in and something in another episode or something, but um, I'm going to start with uh, Lake Mungo um, because a horror, horror movie is always, I mean, you know, if you're especially late at night or how isolated everybody feels, I mean, horror movies are literally like the perfect movies to be watching right now, unless they like really get to you, I guess. But anyway, this film, it's a, like a minimalist horror in a way. It's not found footage, but it's more like a documentary or, or a mockumentary. It, but it, it's one of the most uh, creepy, unsettling films I've probably ever seen. Um, I watch this like really late at night by myself, and you know I'm I'm here in the South, so like I watch this out in the country in the middle of the night. So <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, I kind of regretted it after I did it. I was like, I don't know why I was excited, but honestly, I didn't. I didn't really. I didn't know what I expected. I didn't know that it would actually get under my skin like that. I mean, had I known that, I probably wouldn't have. But then the experience wouldn't have been the same. But it, it genuinely got under my skin. Like, I didn't quit thinking about the movie. It was one of those. And the, that doesn't happen that often. But those horror movies that really, like, stick with me where I'm still thinking about it even, like, a week after. Like, I'm still, like, having actual, you know, thoughts throughout my day about a film. You know, that movie really shows what you can do... <clears throat> you know, not using a whole lot because there's, it's not like a traditional horror film in a way, you know, so, but it, it's about a girl that I, <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen it. I can't remember if they think that she's missing or they don't know what happened to her. But I, I'll probably put a correction somewhere in text or whatever, because when I edit this, I can just look it up again, because I, I just don't want to give the wrong information. But I don't really want to say too much anyway, too, because it's really a film that is, it's one of those films that it's good if you don't know, like, a whole lot, other than maybe, like, a basic, you know, uh, basic plot line, I guess, like... <laughs> It's a, it's kind of like a, like hereditary in the sense of like, it's a horror film, but like it's at the core, it's also like a family drama, you know? So, and the horror kind of stems out of that. So yeah, I mean, it, it's something you should just watch anyway. Um, I mean, if you're not really into mockumentary, uh, minimalist type stuff or low budget 
you know, it might not really do much for you, but if you, if you really buy into it, man, like the actors actually really sell it really well too. So, I mean, if you, if you actually like buy into it, like it, it will creep you out. Like it genuinely like got under my skin. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I immediately was like, when the credits rolled, I was like, did not want to move. Didn't know why I decided to do it. I was all like excited too. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, like all excited to watch a horror movie at like two or 3 AM in the morning, <laughs> you know, late at night. Well, late at night, early in the morning, eh. <laughs> but it's, you know, but it, but I, I like that though. Like, I mean, you know, it sucks when you have that feeling when it's under your skin. Cause at the time you're like legit scared. You're like, crap, I don't want to like look around, you know, but those are the best ones, man, that really like, you're like, you know, so yeah, I won't say too much. Like I said, I'll probably, you know, YouTube, uh, I'll put like some corrective text to, kind of clear up exactly but I, like I said I don't want to give away too much anyway because it's a film you really just need to watch it because it, it, it you your experience would just be better the less you know you don't need to know a whole lot it works better that way it's one of those films like the less you know the better it is so so anyway yeah that's one for people out there that are maybe uh still craving some sort of fantastical sort of crazy uh, story type thing like Tiger King or something like that. I would definitely re recommend, uh, the whites of West Virginia. Um, if you have not seen that, I'll put like for these movies and stuff, I'll put like the posters and stuff, you know, so it might make it easier, uh, for you to go <clears throat> find these films. Cause Lake Mungo might be a little difficult, um, to find, it moves around. It used to be on Netflix and then it went off and then I think it was on shutter or something like it the rights to that film are is like in a really weird place because i don't even know if you can like buy it on d like blu-ray or dvd or anything like there's something with the distribution or something in that film so it may be a little tricky to find that film but i think the whites of west virginia I, at least when i watched it was on amazon prime i believe so i mean but that was a while back that may have even been like a year ago so um i mean you know by now i know sometimes these movies you know, move around. So it may not be on there anymore, but it's, it's crazy. I don't want to say too much about it either, but it's basically about a family in West Virginia. And it's one of those things that's, it's really like funny and sad because it's really sad when you think about a lot of it, <laughs> but it's also like really funny. So it's like, you're kind of in a weird place, but it's funny. Like if you like Tiger King, like, and you like that crazy, fantastical, like, like you can't make this stuff up type stuff like this is you, you should give this a watch definitely would be perfect for if you're cooped up isolated and you just need something that would really just take you to a whole another place so yeah definitely um try that out and my final one uh is not really a horror i mean it's more like a mystery i guess i don't know what they sort of categorize it as it may be more like a thriller um or suspense really i don't really think it's like i mean i guess it has some horror elements to it but anyway the movie is called searching as a john cho from uh like harold and kumar and star trek stuff like that and he plays a dad who's basically searching for his daughter because she goes missing but it's one of those films it's kind of like a unfriended like it's not really found footage but it like takes place like on a computer 
so it's like it the whole movie is transpiring over like webcam and you know different <clears throat> oh crap I think I'm at the point <laughs> but it, it the whole movie is like happening through like webcam and a desktop and stuff like that so I mean you know if you're if you're not into that like I was saying about Lake Mungo you know if you're not really into you know that kind of style then it may not really work for you but for it to be like that kind of horror and it just take place on a computer like it's really well done it's kind of like for that genre or that style of film it's kind of like what cloverfield is to found footage like you know most people just sort of crap all over found footage like as a whole but cloverfield's one of those and there's a few others too like troll hunter and stuff but <clears throat> cloverfield is usually regarded as like Oh, a found footage movie actually done well. Like, you know, most of them are just very cheap and, uh, you know, just thrown together. You know, there, there's, there doesn't really seem to be much effort because they can be made so easily. So, or there's usually no payoff, at least with a lot of found footage horror. The payoff is always usually terrible. So, <laughs> uh, what was that movie? I don't remember. It was some like religious movie. The, de the devil inside or something and like literally just as that movie was like about to get good it like just suddenly ends I don't know if that was like completely found footage but I think it was a found footage movie I think it was like the devil inside or something but anyway I mean that that's pretty much the gist of that movie he's looking for his daughter she goes missing but like I said it's that there's a payoff to it and it it's it's really like I said, it's done really well. Like you'd be surprised at like how <clears throat> well you actually like get sucked in over just like watching this transpire just through a computer screen. Cause you would think like a story like this would only really work with, you know, out in the real world, you know, <clears throat> where people are actually walking around and interacting with each other and stuff. But it, it, it's actually really good. Like, you know, it, I love it when you see stuff like that anyway, when people do things with certain types of uh, filmmaking or whatever, or a certain genre, and they sort of do something with it that you wouldn't expect. So, um, yeah, I mean, definitely check it out. Like I said, I, I don't know what platform off the top of my head all of these films are on. Like I said, I know they move around, so you might have to, <laughs> you know, do some searching. Um <laughs> No pun intended. But yeah, uh, so that uh, wraps up that. All right, guys, I'm going to interject real quick because I'm going to give you an actual synopsis for these three films because I didn't do, I don't really feel like I did a good job originally. I mean, I did do it on, I recorded it on a whim, sort of. I mean, you know, it had been sort of planned for a while, so the movies weren't as fresh in my mind as when I originally planned to um, record, so. But anyway, just to get right to it, Lake Mungo is actually, actually this synopsis even tells a little bit too much, so I'm just gonna say this. Basically, weird stuff starts happening in this family's home after something happens to uh, a daughter in the family, because I think there's only two kids. I think it's just a, a boy and a girl, but something happens to the girl. I'm not going to say what, because <clears throat> like I said, this film works better the less you know, I feel. So I'm not going to say too much, but basically weird stuff starts happening in their house and they basically investigate. So, and uh, yeah, that's all I'm basically going to say, because this, what I'm reading on Google is like, even tells too much even there. So, so yeah, just, just watch it. It's, it's good. It'll creep you out. <laughs>
Now on to the whites of West Virginia. The synopsis says this film focuses on Jesco White and his eccentric backwoods family. <laughs> in addition to getting in trouble with the law, the whites who live deep within Appalachia uphold a time-honored dancing style, even as they contend with poverty, drugs, and other issues. Alternate humorous and sad yeah like I said it's funny but it's also sad when you really like sit and think about it <laughs> um, it says alternately humorous and sad this the movie is an unflinching look at the life oh, Jesus I can't read what the <laughs> the movie is an unflinching look at life on the criminal margins of rural mountain culture so yeah I mean like I said that's a good synopsis because it still doesn't scratch the surface like I'm telling you this if you're into what I said like Tiger King and all kinds of fantastical stuff like stuff you just couldn't make up like it's yeah yeah just watch it <laughs> okay now onto the final film Searching the synopsis says David Kim becomes desperate when his 16 year old daughter Margot disappears and an immediate police investigation leads nowhere he soon decides to search the one place that no one else has Margot's laptop so that, like I said, it takes place on a computer on a laptop. And that's why, because she went missing his daughter and he's trying to find her. So, yeah, I mean, that's what that's basically kind of what I said anyway. But, you know, I just wanted to be a little bit more thorough, I guess. So but anyway, yeah, I mean, it's good. It, the, and there is a payoff, actually, like it's a good payoff. It's not, you know, stupid or something like, a, you know, like these movies typically might have, you know? Um, so yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that's, that's pretty much it. Just wanted to interject and kind of provide that. So that way you could at least get a real synopsis. Cause like I said, I don't really feel like I did a good job. So but anyway, yeah, that's it. So, uh, back to you podcast, Brandon, I guess, uh, I'll close this out. I just want to do a couple shout outs because actually my mom just today would shout out to my parents, by the way, I talked to my dad the other day and he actually, uh, came across my podcast because I don't really tell a whole lot of people about my content because I just never really know you know people are really weird about when people do stuff like this so <laughs> you know I don't know I, I get weird I'm more confident in like sharing stuff like this with like complete strangers on the internet but when it comes to people like you know family or like hometown people like I don't know I'm always a little bit more like they're going to think like I'm weird or stupid or something like, you know, or, or seeking attention or something, you know? So, <clears throat> but anyway, he, he discovered on this podcast and okay. So <laughs> this is my third and hopefully final attempt at, um, finishing this episode up. The YouTube version is going to be kind of funny cause I'm going to be in like three different shirts and now I'm wearing my glasses versus contacts. So <laughs> But anyway, I ran out of space again on the other one. The problem is, is if you have an iPhone, because I shoot a lot of things on my phone and you use Filmic Pro, you know, you know, I'm sure if you, you know, if you're a fellow content creator or whatever, you shoot in 2K or 4K, it just eats up space. So I forgot to change it from 2K back to 1080p. So this one I'm shooting on 1080p, so I should be good. I mean, I'm at the end of the episode anyway, so, and I'm not going to keep talking about it just because then I'll eat up space and then the same problem will happen. So anyway, <laughs> where I left off, uh, I was just shouting out my parents. I love you guys. You know, I'm, I'm grateful 
for y'all making me, bringing me into the world. Um, I really, I wouldn't be here and I, I wouldn't be doing these things if it weren't for y'all. I mean, I got my creativity um, from them anyway, because when I was growing up, they did a lot of things. I mean, I got my love from mo for movies from them anyway, but they used to do creative things too. I mean, they still do, but my mom actually started her own podcast and, uh, you know, I'll put a little picture and all the, the links and different things like that. Um, she started her own podcast um, called Psychology and the, and the Babe. Um, she She's obviously going to be talking about a lot of psychological things and probably a lot of human nature s type you know things and so um she actually when i was started when i was recording the other night um she only had like one episode out i think but she's been putting out episodes i think she's got like three or four maybe five now so i mean she's she's on a roll already and uh you know i'm proud of her I know she's wanted to do something like that. We but we've talked about it for a long, a long time anyway. We all all three of us like to talk and discuss things. So, you know, I know I'm I'm sure she's really happy to have her own little podcast and you know, different things like that. And so, you know, go go check that out. Um I love you guys. Thanks again for bringing me into the world. And I I wanted to just say, you know, thank you to my dad too cuz what I was saying um about that is he came across my podcast and he, you know, listened to it and he was just saying, you know, how good it was and he was encouraging me. And so I just wanted to shout both of y'all out and thank you. Um, they've always been supportive and encouraging uh, me to do these things, to be creative and, and pursue because they, they've always known I've wanted to be a filmmaker and, and, and do all these, you know, creative things. And so they've always been supportive and, and encouraged me to do them, um, which I'm super grateful for because a lot of uh, people, a lot of kids, a lot of people grow up and uh, they literally have nobody, you know, and, and if their parents know about it, some people's parents, you know, uh, just crap all over it and just act like it's stupid or, you know, they, they don't help. They, they sort of join in the, the negativity that the world is already going to give you. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I just wanted to shout y'all out and just say I'm extremely thankful and grateful for that. Um, cause like I said already, you know, I wouldn't be here, you know, in this world, but I, I wouldn't be doing these things. Cause sometimes, you know, I, I look at, sometimes I just look at, you know, my channels and all these things I'm doing and I see how much content I've created and, you know, it's, it's just crazy. Sometimes I'm like, wow, like the 16 year old me would just like, this would just like blow his mind. So, and he would just be so proud, I know. And so anyway, um, yeah, I just, you know, wanted to thank you guys and, uh, you know, shout out to them. You got to shout out the OGs, right? Cause <laughs> like I said, I, I wouldn't be here. So anyway, and uh, I got a couple more shout outs. Uh, I want to shout out Patrick Ladonis. Uh, again, if you've been following my content, um, you know, it's a fellow creative. He's more Atlanta based. Um, he's doing a lot of big things and he just dropped uh, season three of Scales. So, um, and I actually, I think, what, last night at midnight or, well, technically today, but last night at midnight, he dropped episode three. So the first three episodes of season three are out and if seasons one or two are still on there and so you can, you know, catch up. And they're, they're actually pretty short episodes. Most of them are under 10 minutes. Most of them are like six or seven. I think the most recent one's like eight something, but they're all usually, usually under like 10 minutes. So it's not like, you know, 
they're just super long or anything but yeah uh shout out to him that's dope him and the scales crew you know they always do a good job go check that out i'll put a picture here and links i'll, I'll have links to everything when i post all this stuff so It'll be easy for people, you know, to find these things so you don't just have to blindly search. And um, I have another episode coming. Um, I already filmed it before I even started filming this one with a friend of mine, Wes. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, a lot's been going on, so I've been kind of in and out. Um, I'm, sort of, I'm sort of now kind of getting back into, you know, just kind of making stuff. Uh, but for a while, it's kind of you know, really just kind of not feeling it. I guess I was feeling a little creative burnout or whatever. So, but anyway, um, we have an episode. I got to get the files. It's already shot and recorded. I just got to get the files and then edit all that together. And, uh, so yeah, that'll be coming soon. I got, uh, hopefully, um, a couple short films coming. One of them's already shot, been working on editing that too. And I got another one, uh, that I'm trying to shoot hopefully this weekend, but if not, you know, it'll be sometime soon, obviously. So yeah, just, uh, you know, be on the lookout for all those things. And I guess actually too, since I guess that'll really pretty much wrap up the shout outs. I just want to say though, before I end this, cause I thought since I had to record again, anyway, I ran out of space. I ended up thinking of a couple of more I guess, uh, arguments or points about BVS. So I'll just say them real quick and then I'm going to try not to be too long. But, um, I did want to say that, um, cause I, I brought up some of the things that people talk about, but I, I, then I, I sort of went back and looked at some stuff on the internet and saw what the arguments were for why it was bad. And as far as the Batman killing people, I, I sort of thought that that was sort of already addressed as him being sort of like an older Batman, and, you know, my, my issue when it comes to people with these, with these, whether it's comic book characters or if it's a book adaptation, like a book series or whatever, like Harry Potter or something or Lord of the Rings, what, what it's, what's odd to me is that people get so attached to these characters that it seems like they, they feel like their perception of the character is the objective, like that's the character, you know, if these films or whatever do anything different, they're wrong. Cause I see that all the time. They, you know, people say these, these production companies and these studios don't understand these characters and don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to argue like for studio executives. Cause there's a lot of stuff that they don't understand. Obviously. I mean, if they did, they probably wouldn't be studio executives and they'd probably actually be making the movies. I mean, honestly, like they would probably be the writers and directors and stuff if they did. I don't think they understand a lot, obviously. So, I mean, I'll agree there. But my issue is that your perception of these singular characters doesn't necessarily mean that it's objectively the character. Like, I understand they all have their own little things that make them who they are, obviously. But my thing is, is like, why is there not room for like change or evolution or something like I mean, clearly in, in this film, Batman's already been Batman for a while and he's tired of it. Like he's tired of everything like that's obviously happened. He's a little bit more battered and a little bit more cynical. Like he's human. It's not like he's Superman. It's not like he's Clark, right? Like Clark's essentially a God, even though, you know, they humanize him um, in a lot of the stories. But I mean, Bruce Wayne is literally just like us. He's just a human being. So like, 
I don't understand why he's not capable of breaking his creed. And I, I just don't understand why. I mean, there's so many, what I was, I think I said it earlier, but there's so many different iterations of these characters. Like, I just don't understand why some of them can't, you know, play around with, I mean, it's like uh, even the Injustice games, they play around with evil Superman. I mean, that's kind of what BBS was doing, right? Like, I don't, I just don't understand, like, why it's so wrong or why that makes the film bad. Like, I don't really feel like that makes the film bad. It just seems like you just personally didn't like it necessarily. Like, I don't know, like, I know that probably sounds weird, but I just don't understand why that makes the film bad. Like, maybe if, because what, like, here's my thing, like, I will admit that the smart thing that Marvel did do, which is probably what DC should have just done anyway, is they did all the solo films and all that stuff before bringing these these characters together. And so then you think about it, right? The Marvel equivalent would kind of be like Civil War to BVS, really, right? And so that film, I think, had a lot more weight to it when you watch it because of all the buildup, all the solo films, everything that was leading up to it. You know what I mean? And so... I think it had a lot more weight in terms of the audience watching it for them. It's probably like, Oh my God, like, you know what I mean? Cause it's, this isn't something that's supposed to typically happen. Whereas BBS, they kind of just patched it together, right? It's man of steel. But then all of a sudden now Bruce Wayne was there watching the black zero event happen. But I mean, you know, originally that's probably not what they thought at all. Like, you know what I mean? Like they just added that in later. So like I said, because I said that earlier, that maybe them sort of doing that kind of gives it a little shaky foundation. So I could understand that. Like, it might not have as much weight to people because they're like, well, we didn't see any of, like, Batfleck before. Like, this is literally the first time we're seeing him. And now he's already pissed off at Superman and they're fight Like, <laughs> you know, so I get that. And so, I, I mean, I will admit that DC probably should have just done that. I don't know if they were trying to play catch up with Marvel or if it was just a, taking a risk. I don't know, but they probably should have done solo films for if they were going to copy Marvel at all. That was probably where they should have done it. Do all the solo films and then because then it would have had a lot more weight to it. And uh, one of the things I wanted to let's see. One of the things I wanted to bring up was the Martha scene, too, because I just I, I brought that up already. But I wanted to delve into that just a tad bit more because I I really feel like that is a result. The, all of the bashing about that scene is literally a result of the Internet and groupthink. Because what I, I really honestly believe that had that scene, if you put that scene in like Civil War, if Cap and, and Stark had a moment like the Martha moment, like I think everybody would have been saying that was one of the greatest Marvel scenes. Like that was one of the greatest moments in the MCU. Like literally, I, I guarantee you it would have been a completely flipped reaction if that happened. Now, like I said, there would have been probably a lot more weight to it because of all the buildup from all the solo films. And so, like I said, I can understand that a little bit. Maybe it doesn't have as much weight to people because they're like, well, this is the first time I'm seeing Ben Affleck as Batman. Last thing in my mind is Christian Bale as Batman. So, I mean, there's no, like, prior history. There's no, you know, so I can understand that. But, I mean, if you really, like, analyze that scene, it's really so much more than just him literally saying, like, the name Martha. Like, come on. <laughs> it, it's so much more. Now, I will admit maybe some of the, the way the dialogue is said is a little awkward. 
because every time I see it, like with what was it? He had like his his knee or his leg or something at Superman's like throat or something. The way that Henry had to like say the lines was obviously kind of awkward, because you're like, you know. <laughs> but I, I I don't know. I mean, I I just don't think it, it it's it's such a a deal breaker. Like it's so bad that the entire film is just I don't know. I I really think a lot of the issue is that Marvel just beat DC. The, the Nolan Dark Knight trilogy was just really kind of unfortunate timing for DC because while that was going on, Marvel had the opportunity to basically get out in front. So, you know, it, it's just one of those things. I, I just think that Marvel beat them there first because I think, honestly, if DC had beat them there first, I think BVS would be a completely... And I, and I do, you know, a lot of people won't like me saying this, but I do think Rotten Tomatoes and the critics do influence a lot. I'm not going to get into people buying people off to say something's bad. And I, I don't, I don't know about all that. Like, I can't say that unless I know, like I have proof or I was there or something, you know? So I don't know about all that. You know, I mean, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me. There's corruption in all kinds of places. So, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if that happened, but I do think that, you know, a lot of people get influenced by things that are said on the internet because a lot of people don't. They don't want to be in a minority. They don't want to look stupid, right? Because you're going to get ragged on. Like, people will probably say that about me. They'll probably be like, you're literally arguing for a shitty film, bro. Like, you're calling yourself a cinephile and you like such a shitty film. And it's like, yeah, but that's not, it's subjective. Like, just because maybe a majority of people think it's a bad film doesn't make it a bad film. Like... Bro, like, I'm sure there's li- there's 7 billion people on the planet. I'm sure there's somebody out there that thinks The Room is a legitimately good film. <laughs> like, you, I, that's really hard to believe that you'd find someone like that. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, The Room is, like, considered one of the worst movies ever made. I was working as a busboy in a hotel, and uh, um, she was sitting, drinking her coffee, and she was so beautiful. And I say hi to her. <laughs> That's how we met. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. You're just a chicken. Chip, 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 chip. You can come out now, Johnny. She's gone. In a few minutes, bitch. For some people, it is considered the worst movie ever made. But I'm telling you right now, I've seen way worse than BVS, okay? So. I, I, you know, I just wanted to say those things because I know those are a few of the other arguments. I just, you know, I think people just take these things too serious, man. I really think, you know, people don't realize the way that you consume things a lot of times is more often than not, it's psychological. So, I mean, you got to think the critics come out and shit on it. Everybody goes in expecting a bad film and then that's what they get because then everything you're just overanalyzing everything because like I said, you know, you can bring up the Martha scene or whatever, but I'm telling you, if that if that scene had been in a Marvel film, you wouldn't be criticized. Like, you wouldn't be shitting on it. If that if that scene had been in Civil War, and that was the reason they quit fighting or something, like you know, whatever, you would not. You know what I mean? Like y'all y'all wouldn't. I I don't think that I genuinely believe that it had that scene been in a Marvel film, it would have been lauded. <laughs> it would have been lauded as one of the greatest moments in the MCU. So uh, I just think, you know, there's a lot of variables into why BBS wasn't well received. 
but I do think Marvel just beating them to it is always going to loom over everything because also too, you know, Marvel's so lighthearted and even though there's dramatic things happening, there's all like there's always that safety net, right? The characters aren't gonna like they're always gonna win. They're gonna have their little snarky jokes. You know, they're probably not going to die, but then if they do die, it's not going to matter because they'll come back later somehow. They'll time travel or something like, or a a version from another alternate universe will show up and replace. Like, (laughs) so, I mean, there's always that safety net with Marvel, but like with DC, they do the dark, gritty, you know, trying to do metaphors and philosophical stuff with God versus man and all this different. So a lot of people, I don't think really want to see that or, or, you know what I mean? They're used to the Marvel formula and I'm not saying that's the only reason why BBS, like, obviously, like I said, it's not really even a traditional film anyway. There's so much going on in that film. Like I said, really, they probably should have not handed the keys over to Zack Snyder and they should have just probably done. So all the solo films first, I mean, you don't have to complete a trilogy. You could have done one or two with each character, whatever, and then brought them together, then finished trilogy. You know, just if they were going to copy Marvel, copy them that way. Because I, like I said, I, w- I do think that Civil War probably had more weight to it because of all the buildup, because you can go back and watch all the movies. You know, I mean, you can just watch the Captain America movies alone, really. But I mean, if you think about it, if you're a fan and you're invested in the entire MCU, then Civil War probably was like a huge deal because it's not just, you know, it's the Avengers like going at it. You know what I mean? It's not just two people. It's like the Avengers are split up. And so anyway, okay, so that wraps up another episode. (laughs) I said I was going to condense it, but this is probably still going to be like 30 minutes. What a joker. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's shorter than the last episode, so. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's been fun. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Like I said, be on the lookout for the next one because I'm going to try to get that one out not too soon after this one with Wes. That was a cool one. You know, it was kind of like an interview slash, you know, we just chopped it up type thing. So be on the lookout for that. I'm going to try to maybe get more guests in the future, you know, and have conversations about things, you know, whatever, movies or uh, you know, life, whatever, you know, whatever, um, maybe politics. I don't know. (laughs) We'll see. It depends on who it is. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Check us out on YouTube. Um, If you're listening, we're on YouTube. We're on most of the major podcast platforms, Anchor, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, it's been fun. So I guess I'll uh, I'll see you guys in the next episode. I'm Brandon Shivers, and I'm sorry for the podcast, but not really. In a